When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before I had pickleball, I had nothing. Football. Flapjack. Bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, bounce it. Stink. Pickleball is life. And the rest is also life. Without pickleball. Good rally, buddy. Good rally. I love this game. If you're not making eggs, then stay out of the kitchen. Shadow me. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, July 21st, 2023. This is the drop. Trey Kirby's having some issues with his <laughs> wires. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. I, too, am uh, feeling good with these earpieces yeah, today. He's always struggling oh, with these 100%. earpieces. I'm in between, man. What can I say? I don't have a big ear canal. I don't have a small <laughs> ear canal, so I got to go in the middle, and they're just falling out all the time. Ayo. Gotta get you some schmediums. <laughs> That's the top shot, boy, Trey Kirby. Yeah, we gotta have them, though, because there's no way we could hear each other in here. <laughs> well, you gotta hear the music. Yeah, do I? Sometimes gotta hear some you gotta clips. Laugh at the pickle gotta ball hear the guy. Clipper Bros. Pickleball guy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hear JD's lovely voice over yonder making the magic happen. What's up, JD? Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe to No Dunks. Uh, go get your No Dunks merch. Over at nodunks.com. That's the website you want to hit. Uh, we're going to have some fun a little bit later. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a disaster, Trey Kirby, bro. What I'm the a fuck disaster. is going on, man? You've been sitting here for 45 minutes, and then we go live, and you're like scrambling in the last 20 seconds. What were you doing for 45 minutes sitting here? Waiting for tasks. <laughs> um, coming up on YouTube tomorrow, we are going to drop a very fun video. It's us counting down our top 20 favorite LeBron James memes. Now, this podcast version, it's already up. It's already available. A King's Reign is the podcast on the Athletic NBA show. It's your boys here from No Dunks having a blast, just reliving some funny LeBron James moments, memes, uh, photos, everything there. You see a couple on the thumbnail if you're joining us on YouTube. A lot of fun. So check out that podcast, A King's Reign, the Athletic NBA show, and uh, really encourage you to watch the YouTube clip that we'll post uh, probably tomorrow where we show you the memes <laughs> and we break it all down. It How many times do you think we said memes? Oh, so this. many. Because <laughs> so, we started talking about what's a meme, what isn't a meme. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot. Somebody count. Somebody count for us. How many times we say memes? What would you set the over under at? I, I, I was originally thinking a hundred, but that's no, gotta be too many. Too high. Yeah, fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six ish uh, minutes. <laughs> One and a half ish per minute, kind of. Yes. I, I listened to the first two minutes. Uh, you said his Mount meme more. <laughs> his best memes. I liked it. Oops. Good. <laughs> All right, somebody count for us. Uh, listen to the podcast. Watch the YouTube clip tomorrow. And coming up later today, in mere hours, at 12 p.m. Eastern, on playback, guys, we're going to try this for the first time, opening some No Dunks fan mail on playback. Uh, so come kick it with us in the chat. Uh, we'll see how it goes. All of us here in the Classic Factory. I know, JD, you, JD you've been doing some work on this. I think yeah. you figured it all out, we hope. Well, we'll be on playback for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guarantee yeah. that. Whether or not you'll be able to see what we're opening, that's a, that's a question we will find out soon. So that's, uh, again, if you're joining us live, we're basically going to turn around after the Drop Podcast and jump on playback. So uh, make sure you join us there. I forgot to include the link in the show notes. It's in the YouTube chat right now. Yes. Hey, man, you're, you're, you're bouncing back. You're <laughs> That's why I had to hop over. <laughs> I didn't get the uh, cell phone and computer reminder today. Sometimes I'm the one that says it. Sometimes you're the one That's that true. says it. I didn't say no it. No reminding. No reminding. We thought we had it. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> On today's drop, uh, we're going to talk about the biggest offseason winners and losers. We're going to have some fun in the up-down report. And you know we got rapid fire. Tass has the questions this week. But 
we got to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia 76ers. They've had a week here, <laughs> if you think about it. First off, uh, 76ers general manager Daryl Morey admitted to the 97.5 The Fanatic on Tuesday that James Harden prefers to be somewhere else, but he said the team would only trade him for a player who would keep the Sixers a title contender. Quote, if we don't get either a very good player or something we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not doing it. Again, this is Maury on the radio. If James were to turn his mind around, we would all be thrilled. You've heard Joel Embiid's comments about that, but at this moment, he prefers to be traded, and we are attempting to honor that. I would also like to add, Tass, because I'm always on top of these things. Harden has removed (laughs) NBA player for the Philadelphia 76ers and the location of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, from his Twitter bio. <laughs> and he had some, uh, you know, maybe cryptic... He's not, maybe Instagram he's not in comments. Philadelphia. Well, I mean, he's saying he's not a player for Philadelphia 76ers anymore. Uh, he's it's just promoting player, his wine company. <laughs> he's all in on his at J. Harden Wines, which oh, I've, uh, I've yet, yet to uh, to try out. But Oh, yeah, those colorful labels. I that, see that's them right. around. That's right. Um, what, what do you make of this? And I know we'll get to Embiid's comments that really had Twitter going nuts. Hold on. I can't hold this in. Mark. I can't hold this in any longer. Woj bomb. Wesley Matthews signing with the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> oh! Woo! Wow, that's your guy. Wes, come on, no dunks. Yeah, yeah that's true. Come on, no dunks. He's my man. I like that. Are you going to tweet out the photo of you and him at the airport? Um, from way back in the day? Yeah, was that Chicago airport? That's right. Was it? That's yeah. Right. yeah, we were going from Chicago to Portland where he was participating in LaMarcus Aldridge's charity game. Wow, you're right. Which we went to. Which we also went to. Oh, yeah. I got to see Kevin Durant up close. That was one of my best memories. And we were flying from Chicago to Portland then. Yeah. We were on the same flight. That's as right. Yep. Yep. That is right. Okay. Was he first class? He must have been. Yeah, I think so. This was early. This was very early we were, in his career. Yeah, that's a good that. point. We were sharing rooms back then. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> good times. I had, uh, I had leave for most of that trip. Did you guys bunk? Yeah, we bunked. Yeah. Maddie we were and scotch JD. and soda. That's right. <laughs> oh, you got a nickname. <laughs> I just remember from that trip, Matty O hanging up his laundry. Washing his tiny socks and hanging them in the shower, like on the on the bar. <laughs> crazy. Person. I found those socks in the van console like, when I was driving. You're I literally right. opened to get my there? sunglasses or something, and there's two socks. I guess it's, so uh, my guess is that it's because he didn't have a dryer to dry his socks. So if you put them in a hot car in a enclosed thing, they'll heat up. I don't you should know. put them on the That's dash, dumb. if anything. Yeah. yeah, you should put them on the dash. <laughs> Next time. Okay. Okay. Good so start. I'm glad we're doing this because no one really wants to talk about James Harden anymore. But how about it? <laughs> well, it's the. I find it interesting that Daryl Morey is going on radio to talk about this. Why? Why other than? It just reeks of desperation. Mm. I think it's a. I think it, we we had a nickname Scotch and Soda a decade ago. I think a good nickname for Daryl Morey is Desperate Daryl right now. <laughs> I mean, he's literally going on radio to say, "Hello, make us an offer." What else? What else is he going on radio to do? What is he going to accomplish? Right, I right. think he's a calculated individual. Or, or I guess you can look at it and say, he's telling James Harden with as big a megaphone as possible, we want you back. Please change your mind. Please change your mind. Please change your mind because no one's offering anything good. Right, right. I mean, I just think there has to be some motive here. Otherwise, what are you doing? What are you doing, Daryl? What do you think? Feels like he's just digging in his heels and kind of, I guess, letting 76ers fans know, like he said, this could take a little bit of time. And we've seen Daryl Morey in the past wait things out he did it with ben simmons obviously and a trade came around end up being james harden uh and it worked out uh for maury so i think he's doing the right thing saying we're not going to trade a guy who just led the nba in assists per game james harden's still a good player we're not going to just trade him for nothing mm-hmm. just to get the job done because that's what harden wants to do and harden is doing what everybody does when they have a trade request saying this is where i want to go get me there twisted headline though from the philly voice report James Harden intends to play for the Clippers no matter the Sixers' wishes. <laughs> How's that How's possible? How's he going to pull this one off? <laughs> Shows up to training camp wearing a Clippers jersey. All right, see you guys later. Um, if he but... puts it in his bio, player for the Clippers, does he just <laughs> yeah. appear in a Clippers yeah. jersey? Oh, but... the NBA schedule makers should put Clippers, Sixers, game one, opening night. Oh, yeah. He's still on Philly, <laughs> but he just, like, takes off his jersey, just goes and plays with them. <laughs> what would so they do? Let's see who he plays for. <laughs> There's no rules against yeah. it. Uh, yeah, who would he play for? Yeah. 
Right. You think it's going to happen uh, eventually? Is that where this man is going to the LA Clippers and it's just Daryl trying to get the most out of them? Well, all the reporting is that the Clippers are being pretty tight-handed with their assets. They don't have a ton of picks they can yeah. trade, but they're not even putting Terrence Mann into the deal, which everybody thought maybe that's going to be the deal maker here because Mann's a younger player who we've seen have some playoff success, kind of fell out of the rotation for the Clippers at times. So that's who you would think that the Sixers are wanting to going to want to get back alongside maybe a Norman Powell or whoever else makes the numbers work. But if they're not offering their best player asset, then Maury kind of has to go on the radio and say, we're not trading James Harden for literally nothing, <laughs> especially because the situations with Ben Simmons and James Harden aren't completely the same. Yeah. Four years on the contract for Ben Simmons. Harden has to play this year. If he wants to get another deal where he's making $30 million plus, he can't just not play through a season and then assume that another team's going to take a chance on him when he's 35 years old. He tried to get a deal this summer, and it didn't work, so he opted in uh, to the contract, which, looking back now, maybe a mistake. Maybe he should have just picked his place. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I do think it gets done before the season because the difference between this and Simmons. Yeah, four years versus one year with James Harden. Mm -hmm. So the longer you wait here, the more – Embiid suffers. Yeah, uh, if he doesn't play, the more Sixers records, the more their record suffers. Well, let's talk Embiid because uh, he he made some waves. He said, "I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes." Embiid said this in an interview with Maverick Carter that took place last Thursday at the Uninterrupted Sports Film Festival, and it sort of uh, hit the internet, I guess, a couple days later. Uh, "Quote: I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else." I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. That's what got people going crazy or anywhere else. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one, and then you can think about the next one. Uh, and again, this was uh, taking place last Thursday, and then it sort of hit Twitter on Monday. That's when the video started gaining steam. Um, but Trey, I thought of you immediately because you have been calling the Embiid is going to be leaving the Philadelphia 76ers for a very long time, and I can only assume that this is just another you know, little breadcrumb there that that's a, a real possibility. Oh, definitely. I don't think Embiid is going to finish his career in Philadelphia. So that, to me, leaves me in two minds with regards to what he said. Like, I don't think what he said was surprising at all. No, no, no. I agree. This is nothing. This is a nothing burger. Really? Well, I don't know if it's a total nothing I mean, burger because it's the first time Embiid has, like, hinted at all about playing anywhere else, which is what people were kind of waiting for, right? Like, the, ne the shoe is going to drop eventually, and it's like, oh, we're seeing the sole come down a little bit right here. But it doesn't really increase the pressure on Daryl Morey for me because there's already a ton of pressure on yeah. Daryl Morey. He already had to nail this move, and Embiid is kind of just saying, yeah, you better nail this move, otherwise I might be out of here. He might be out of here anyways. It's only a matter of time if uh, if they can't really put a team around him. Morey has made some noise about trying to maintain flexibility for next summer, and it seems kind of crazy that they would have another gap year uh, for Joel Embiid when he's just coming off an MVP season, yeah. but... I don't know. Uh, the thing that took I really took away from this is Embiid saying whatever it takes. He can make he can improve. He can get better. And I think if he wants to win a championship in Philadelphia, he's got to be a better leader and he's got to be better in the playoffs. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I didn't initially think that this was very wavy. Didn't really make make a lot of waves for me. When you really, it's three words, um, or somewhere else, yeah, or, or anywhere else. Uh, at the same time, though. It, when it comes to his situation, and maybe Trey's just gotten in my head a little bit over the years, but I'm buying that he will do anything, and that could be moving on somewhere right, else. Right, right, So that's – it's not this year. It's not now, but, yeah, if if they don't – if they don't go far, I think, you know, he's more likely to stick around even if they if they make the finals, I would say. I think he could be a sixer for life. How about a conference finals? Yeah, conference finals would be good. <laughs> they were there, 3-2. They were there. It's funny because on one hand, like, yeah, he's come up with some lame ducks in the playoffs, and I think he does warrant a lot of the blame for at least some playoff failure. Um, but then you do put yourself in his shoes. All this shit with Ben Simmons. Now all this shit with James Harden. Like, uh, obviously a coaching change is happening here to see if Nurse helps. Um, it's got to be frustrating, which is why at some point you just get tired of it, I'd imagine, and be like, all right. I'm done with this. I mean, I guess people will say, "Oh, you're running from it. You're not a leader. You want and, and like, look, I'm reaching here. That's not what he said at all. But you could see why it could get to that point. Just that frustration. 
of like we can't even get to a conference finals. Yeah, I but mean, he's a part of the reason. He's the part of the blame. I I think that is ultimately the case here. Like his numbers go down every single playoffs. Yeah, scoring goes down, shooting percentages go down, more turnovers than assists. Like Embiid has not shown up in the playoffs yeah. the way he does in the regular season. Winning the MVP has been more important to him up until this point in his career, I would argue. Uh, so maybe getting one opens him up to, you know, making some changes uh, and being the leader that the Sixers need him to be because he's got to be able to put the team on his back. He didn't hardly touch the ball down the stretch of Game 6 and then completely no-showed in Game 7 yeah. against the Celtics. So he has to be better. And But also, like you're saying, Skeets, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of talent that has left the Philadelphia 76ers. They might be losing some more here, and he doesn't want to be the one sticking around taking all the blame. Yeah. Any other thoughts here on Harden, Embiid, Maury, or we just wait, yeah. wait this out here, and you believe that Harden ultimately will be traded? Because he seems done. <laughs> he seems so pissed off with Daryl Morey. Like, I feel like he thinks he was lied to or something, you know, like whatever like the contract. It, yeah. I mean, that's how he's, he seems to be taking it like that. Yeah. And so I'm done with you, man. Get out. But get also out you kind of have to question his character a little bit, unfortunately, because of the way it ended in Houston and then Brooklyn, too. Yeah. So there are a lot of reasons why they haven't gone to a conference finals. Um, but we're talking about all of them. <laughs> like all, you had all these up. I mean, they're, all these characters, all these people have their flaws, unfortunately. Yeah. So. I don't know if Daryl gave him a wink-wink. Nobody really knows. But at the same time, he signed a deal for two years at a little less. you got to assume, though, it was like a wink-wink. Come on. I help you. You help me. Yeah. And then (laughs) it feels like Maurice turned around like, no. Well, no. We're not. No, because they just lost. And they they weren't good enough. Mm -hmm. So he's got to find a way. But unfortunately, I think he ain't getting a good package in terms of – other GMs offering anything for him. Right. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, well, let's talk about the biggest offseason winners and losers. Let's try and avoid the Sixers that you may have in the losers category because it's been hey, man, they've only lost one. Wow. so far. They're doing okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they lost the minivan. Uh, I wonder if there were socks in the middle console. <laughs> uh, Tash, when are you going to start it uh, with your big offseason winner? Who are you going This with? may seem like it's uh, a little bit of a reach, but uh, I think the Kings had a good off season, I know. I wow. know. It sounds like a stretch. What the hell did they do? Well, yeah. <laughs> really, they stayed pat. Is yeah. is what they did. Yeah. And that's okay. I think it is a win that they didn't go out and reach for a power forward like Kyle Kuzma, who may have just crippled their ability to do something next year or the year after that. They went cheaper with Harrison Barnes, and they re-signed Demonte Sabonis. And I think there's uh, there's some smart little caveats in that contract for them to be able to make moves later on. Yeah. So there's that. But I think the bigger thing on the court is what I'm concerned about. On the court, if they're going to take the next step, if they're going to be elite, their guy in Keegan Murray, I I know we kind of don't think about Keegan Murray a lot. He's kind of just floats around and just hits threes around Tomat Simonis and De'Aaron Fox. But that number three guy, if he if he could take another step as a number three, and I think he's on his way. In Mm -hmm. summer league, he was awesome. It sort of went under the radar, but they gave him the ball and they said you're going to create plays. We need you to take another step. And he's been working out with De'Aaron Fox since uh, their playoff run ended, really. it's It's been him uh, and Fox in the gym together. And it showed in Summer League where he was the guy and he had two monstrous games and they said, all right, that's good, sit out. Uh, and now uh, I think there's a, there's a possibility that he could be you know, they're, they're hoping that this is a Denver Nuggets situation where they just stay pat and keep going. And he looks really good. I mean, he had 200 threes in his rookie year, and I think he can make plays if he is that secondary sort of playmaker uh, beside De'Aaron Fox. That's where they go to a real contender status, and it may not happen in the first few months. He may not be awesome, but they, they need him, you know, because their other starters are Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes, uh, you know, besides Sabonis and Fox, and... He just needs to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, what is that? What it comes down to, and I know they didn't make a big splashy move, but they could do that in the future. And I think Keegan Murray's growth is is decent. So I just wanted to talk about Keegan because he he just kind of flies under the radar, but I think he'll be good. You think he could have a breakout year here? Yeah, yeah. he's got Kuzma potential. Yeah. He can be easily as good as Kyle Kuzma yeah. is, and he's way cheaper right now, way younger. And by the time he's going to be due for his rookie extension, Harrison Barnes will be coming off uh, the books for the Kings. If they don't trade him, he's going to be a guy we talk about in trade rumors until he's gone from Sacramento. So 
I thought kind of underwhelming from the Kings once they opened up the cap space, but they're betting on continuity. Keegan Murray was a top five pick a year ago. So they're like, he's going to get better yeah. eventually. Let's let these guys grow. I think it was probably smart. If they're able to stay as healthy this season as they were last season, they'll be looking good. Yeah. yeah. And, and they did. Their one big move was uh, getting the Bulgarian, the EuroLeague MVP. Yeah. And uh, Sasha Vezinkov. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but a shooter. And we know we can do that. I don't know why that would translate in the NBA. So that was their like big, big signing, I guess. Along yeah. with Harrison Bynes re-signing him. Sasha Vizankov. Vizankov. Uh, there you yeah, go. the uh, the left-handed Clay Thompson. I I well, I know it's a reach. It's <laughs> a reach. <laughs> it's because he doesn't, he doesn't dribble. dribble yes. He doesn't dribble, okay. and he's got. I mean, watch the highlights. It's going to be fun to watch Sacramento Kings basketball just because he's got a funky shot. Yeah. Uh, and um, the the courting of the Kings by the Kings of Vizankov is is pretty fun if you read Sam Amick's uh, most recent article. They they went after him. They've been after him for years to come over, and he was they, drafted he finally... in like 2017, right? Yeah, like way back. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Got <laughs> they got him. They got him. So uh, we'll see if he yeah. helps. Okay, the Kings, sort of that continuity play. Yeah. What about you, uh, Trey? Big offseason winner. Biggest winner of the offseason is the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> they got Victor Wembanyama. That's the biggest transaction that happened the entire offseason. They won the draft lottery, and they drafted the next generational prospect. They also signed their coach to coach. For the rest of his life, basically. <laughs> Not a lot of moves for San Antonio. They brought back Trey Jones. They took on some contracts to deal with picks and stuff. They picked up Cameron Payne. They picked up Reggie Bullock. I don't really care about that. They got Victor Wembanyama. People care about the Spurs again. The Spurs mm-hmm. are back, just like that. So I think that's actually the thing that changes the NBA the most. The team that got Victor Wembanyama, and it's the Spurs. And it's the coolest possible place he could go. A little continuity there as well around Wembanyama. Devin Vassell is going to be... Making some headlines this year. He was he's a th- played three years in the league. You wouldn't think because he's with San Antonio, kind of flew under the radar that he was near twenty points. He was eighteen and a half points per game, nearly thirty nine percent from three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stand by my prediction that he's gonna have a fifty point game one day. Nice, it's sure. gonna happen. He's gonna fire away. So yeah, that's you're right about the the free agency hasn't wasn't all that. Uh, wasn't all that juicy. Nobody no. was expecting much from San Antonio, right? Like, they weren't in the Houston class where everybody's like, Houston, they want to be better next year. They're yeah. going to spend a whole bunch of money on veterans. The Spurs, once they won the draft lottery, they're like, we will stay. We'll take in <laughs> Wembenyama and we'll try and grow this team together and see what we got down the line. Do you think he will win Rookie of the Year? Will he play enough games, I guess is probably what I'm getting at. <laughs> Or would you look at someone else, like maybe Chet I, Holmgren? I'm totally. I'm gonna pick Chet. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick Chet when it comes season time. Okay. Okay. What are you? Any thoughts on that? I think he'll play enough games. You do? Yeah. They're already like trying to get us ready that he won't be playing enough games. <laughs> yeah. Zach Lowe's talking about load management bit. already. Yeah. The guys Whoa. played a ton though too. Like Wembenyama yeah. has played a lot, and he's gonna be in the Olympics next year. Yeah. Slow play it, I suppose. Uh, quick winner. Gotta go with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, they not only. Got a superstar player in Bradley Beal, which uh, you know felt like an eternity ago at this point. But they also did some pretty good work around the margins with, you know, signing all these guys to basically minimum deals. We're talking Eric Gordon. Uh, they re-signed Damian Lee, uh, Bates, Giop, Watanabe, Eubanks, Metu. Just we'll get to Bull Bull a little bit later in uh, the Up Down report. Um, just good work there. Even getting Goodwin there in that Beal deal. Um, they got they they got a superstar and they made their team deeper. So that's like a win-win there. Uh expectations are going to be through the roof, obviously. Um but that's that's a damn good offseason. I think they surprised at least some of the, the the names and players that they picked up when after they made the Beal deal and everybody was like, "Well, what the hell are they going to do? They only got like four guys it feels like." And they really kept guys and filled out the rest of the roster. So I got to give them some love. It looks good on paper. It looks good on paper. Yeah. yeah. It was surprising that they were able to get all these guys on minimums. Because they have four max guys, <laughs> and and then the rest are literally minimum. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, eleven yeah. minimum contracts. It's wild. Yeah, when you put it that way. Um, so it was surprising that they yeah. those those quality names. Now I do think there are some, you know, low floor, high ceiling guys within those supporting players, like Jordan Goodwin has had half a good season with the Washington Wizards. Now that they traded campaign, he's going to be asked to do something on this team. Yeah, is, I, I, he is more of a Frank Vogel player, you know, more of a defensive player. Yeah, um, and maybe he's good, um, but there's some risk, I think, trading uh, campaign. Even though you know, come playoff time, do you need campaign? It's more, 
it's more just a fallback option uh, that they got rid of with campaign. But yeah, these baits D up, high ceiling, maybe a low floor at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, there's still questions. They're just hoping like all of these minimum guys, one or two of them hits, right? Because they only you're not, not going to be playing all these guys you know, no. outside of injury to some of their main guys. Who do you think's going to hit? Well, Gordon, Gordon's Gordon. got the best chance. Yeah. He's like a 40-year NBA veteran. He was playing playoff <laughs> yeah. minutes last year. I yeah. assume he will be the guy who gets the closing minutes to yep. start. But there's a reason all these guys were available yes. for minimum contracts, yes. right? Like Chemezi Metu, he is a fun highlight guy to watch because he can jump out of the gym, but he scores like four points a game. Yeah, It's quite possible that they have five players going into the playoffs. I, I none th- of these guys. I think out. they're high on Bates Giop. I think they're hoping that he'll be like that perfect fifth guy that hit, can hit threes because he's, he's going to be left open and he shot them well. I mean, he doesn't take a ton of them, but he's been basically a, you know, a 40% shooter, 39% shooter, I believe. Um, yeah. And he, he's been around a lot longer than you think, too. I feel like, I don't know, he's sort of, you forgot about him for a reason. You're right, Trey. He's not, he hasn't been good. But I think he could be that type of sort of just fifth guy that can contribute. So that's what they're hoping. But let's get to losers. Who's your biggest offseason loser? They also got Drew. Sorry, back to the Suns really quickly. Yeah, they yeah. also got Drew Eubanks, who Trey once said is ninety percent of Jakob Pertle. Or, <laughs> that's right. Or, that's right. Yeah, he's okay. a lot, a lot more affordable. So then, that's a good get if yeah. he is ninety percent. Ninety percent of Jakob Pertle for ten percent of the contract. Yeah, that's a good trade. <laughs> that's a good arbitrage opportunity. <laughs> arbitrage. 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 <laughs> That's a weird word. I don't know if I've ever said that out loud before. I've read it a lot. (laughs) Anyway, losers. I know you guys want to talk about the Raptors. I, I I can't get down on them. I can't. But that's your loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. They let Fred VanVleet. They're probably one of their greatest success stories. Gone for nothing. Fine by me. I, uh, in all honesty, sad stuff. The fans turning on Fred VanVleet like this. Well, no, they were mediocre team last year. They're going to be mediocre with or without Fred, Mm -hmm. right? And do they want to pay him? I, th- I think it's just it's for all these Raptors fans that want to switch up. Isn't that a good switch up? To, what was the switch up? Just to not Dennis pay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not a good. No, it, they got worse, hundred yeah. percent. But do you want to pay Fred to be a medi- mediocre no. team for years and years and years? No. That, that, that's, good on Fred, but that's way too much money for him at this point of his career. He's not going to get any better. I know he wants me to bet against him. Yep. That's how he lives <laughs> his life. But he's not. Anyways, it's not. It's not promising. Know. Looking in. For Raptors fans, not promising. No, said goodbye to the only coach who's ever won a championship yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. But there's some some bad vibes. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then who knows what happens with Siakam here? And who knows what happens with Siakam? And then they paid huge contracts to Pirtle, Dennis Schroeder, and Jalen McDaniels, guys who were like minimums. Schroeder and McDaniels were minimums last year, and they're getting massive pay bumps just because the Raptors had to sign some guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's also weird to have Siakam kind of like dangling in the wind there. Clearly, the Raptors are ready to move on uh, from the championship era, but it means they're moving on from the championship era, and when that's the case, your team is usually not very good. Yeah, you can't deny that they are a loser of the offseason. It does not look good. They're losing talent, <laughs> and and they seem... They, especially with the Siakam situation, it's like, where where are we going? What's the direction here? Yeah, so. but but all in all, they go from a team that was 41-41 and 41 last year to not paying Fred, as I said, and paying guys, like, it's not a massive pay bump, really. Like, a shooter at 12 million bucks, that's, that's like pennies. That's mid-level, yeah. Um, and it, you can easily deal it. And Jalen McDaniels, we thought that it was nine per year when it came out, but it's actually nine over two years. Uh, according to uh, to our friends at, at Hoops Hype, so and I, I think that's correct. So that's all right. Listen, they're not great. It's it's not. It, I, but you know, I think uh, Ryakovich brings some good vibes um, as as new head coach. Yeah, I don't know. If they go from forty one to maybe thirty seven. <laughs> so what? What? I mean, well, that's not that's, good. No, it's not good. <laughs> um, but then, but you're locked in if you're if you're paying Fred and Pascal, um, eighty combined. Yeah, this is what we're getting at here. It's are these players max players? You and get I, into yeah. that situation where it's like, uh they are in our situation. But do you want to pay them? Are you going to win a championship with those two guys? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, you're going to be good. 
You're gonna. I mean, you might be just that's that'll be the problem. You'll be sort of just mediocre good. <laughs> the worst spot you can sort of be in this league. They're the Bulls. They are the Bulls. The Raptors are the Bulls, and people don't want to admit it. Yeah. Because yeah. Masai Ujiri won a championship. Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. But they could have been more bullied by by paying Fred. They could have been more locked into this team. They they I think Masai realized we hit a ceiling here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know maybe maybe Fred just I say that but maybe Fred just didn't sign the contract that yeah. they offered him yeah. twelve months ago. They did. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with it. A Any little, other change in direction? See in the plan. Any other? Yeah. Uh, oh jeez, yeah, thirty-seven wins. Hope that's right. Gonna send. I, I, I saw the Bulls and the Raptors both at thirty-eight and a half over under oh, for this coming season. Yep, oh. ninth and tenth seeds once again, buddies. Oh boy, tune in for the No Dunks Bowl 2024 on playback. Can't wait. <laughs> we should go. We, we really should. Go. should. We yeah. should go cheer on, <laughs> go cheer <laughs> on our teams. Uh, any other losers from the offseason? Any other teams? I got a tiny little minor loser. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think of them as a loser, but I think the Nuggets got to be a minor loser here. They broke up That's the funny. compost crew. Yep. Mm. They only got one Brown left, and he's spelled Braun. <laughs> so Bruce Brown out, Jeff Green out. They still got Jokic and Murray, so it's not that big of a deal. They still got their starting lineup. Who's the best starting lineup in the NBA? But losing those two support pieces will affect the Nuggets, I think. And more importantly, the Lakers definitely got better, and the Suns definitely got better. So I think the rest of the West caught up to the Nuggets a little bit because they took a little minor step back. So I think it's going to be harder for the Nuggets in the playoffs this season. Yeah. Totally fair. They lost their sixth and seventh guys in their rotation. So, yeah, that that is something. Somebody, but they're going to hope Christian Brown can play more of a role. Yep. Maybe Watson sure. can play yeah, yeah. more. And maybe they maybe they do. Maybe the they prove that. Their rookies awesome look good in league. league. Yep, that's right. All three of them do look decent. Hunter, Hunter Tyson. It's <laughs> a fun name. Julian Strother. Also a fun name. And a Vlatko Chanchar we could see a little bit more of. And they re-signed Reggie Jackson, which everybody kind of you know, raised an eyebrow at. What? Well, you yeah. barely wanted huh? to play him in the playoffs, but you signed him to a two-year $10 million I guess they like him. And I will say Reggie Jackson, mere years ago, was starting in the playoffs, banging home shots. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking him potentially to be your, your sixth or seventh guy, which is acceptable. But uh, they're going to miss the Bruce Brown machismo, uh, <laughs> the the two, the walking yeah, around the court definitely. and yelling at everybody. The cowboy boots and the cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah, sure. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your bulls. We'll talk about Bull Bull, talk about Paris, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe, all you sickos out there. But let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down report. Yeah. Get your thumbs out. Up-down report. First one, the Chicago Bulls have emerged as a potential suitor for Christian Wood. 
Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times reporting this. The Bulls were recently granted a $10.2 million disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball, which could allow them to use part of it uh, to potentially sign Christian Wood. Heat Lakers may be interested in him. The Mavericks, they're not. <laughs> but, Trey, at all. are you up or down on the Bulls, you know, possibly kicking the tires on a Christian Wood? <laughs> Kick away, boys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm up. What can I say? What can I say? Our teams are so depressing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Schemes of, like, this guy can score, and he's over six foot six, so that would help uh, the Bulls. He's a good shooter. Like, Christian Wood has got incredible skills. But there's also this quote from Dan Wojcicki explaining how Christian Wood has been on seven teams in yeah. seven seasons. If LeBron can get Christian Wood to toe the line, it cements LeBron as the greatest player of all time, one NBA source said. That's how hard it is. So I don't know if he's the greatest guy to bring into a so. locker room, but with the Lonzo exception, he's basically free. And you only sign him for one year. That's what the Mavericks were trying to do last year. They're like, keep him in a contract year, and he will produce. He scored 17 a game, yeah. but he wants to score 34 a game. Yeah. It sounds like he's destined for the Lakers then. If there is anybody that can put him in line, it's the guy who put J.R. Smith in line, the guy who figured it out and won a championship. But, um, yeah. Maybe it's it's really interesting. Who who is going to take that chance? Uh, the Bulls do need front court scoring. Uh, that would be nice for them. He'll probably eat um, some Pat Williams minutes. Good, bad, indifferent. Uh, but the guy can score. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Man, seven teams. Didn't realize that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Want to name them all? That's a lot of fun. Started with the Pistons. No, he didn't. Oh, there was a, with... there was a sneaky ten day <laughs> well, or yeah. something. <laughs> he started with the Pistons. He played for four teams before the Pistons. Oh, those those teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a lot, but yeah, he played yeah. for the Sixers, played for the Hornets, played for the Bucks, played a handful of games for the Pelicans. Then he played for the Pistons. That's where we know him. Uh, sort of where he came on the scene there. Uh, Thirteen <laughs> really points per game. Himself. Yeah. Uh, then he played for the Rockets a couple years. Scored twenty one a game. In uh, only 41 games one season, then the Mavericks. Wow. And then now we are finding out what his next team will be. Uh, but this guy, great stats. He sucks. <laughs> he, he, talk about an empty stats yep. guy. He did get to call Shaq a casual once, which was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, if he wants to make money, perhaps it's the Bulls. If he wants to try and win something, yeah. he's going to sign with a better team. Yep. Unless Stop. he wants to win a play-in championship. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> they will be there. Uh, this is unbelievable. I've looked at Christian Wood's page, his basketball reference page, many, many times, and I just skipped over 17 games with Philly, 13 games with Charlotte, 13 games with Milwaukee, and eight games with the Pels. I just realized he's never played in the playoffs. No. He's <laughs> that's sort of weird. A lot of bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas was the closest he had. Yeah. Closest yeah. shot he had. Yeah, that's right. They couldn't even get into the play in. Uh, all right, next one here. The Phoenix Suns signed free agent center Bull Bull to a one-year fully guaranteed deal this week. They also traded campaign, as we talked about, a second-round draft pick in cash to the Spurs for a future second-round pick, as well as acquired three second-rounders from the Orlando Magic for a draft pick swap. Um, and we learned that Bradley Beal will enter training camp as the Suns' projected starter at point guard because they don't have anybody. It's it's Beal, it's Booker, and I guess you can talk yourself into Goodwin maybe as sort of a, a real point guard. But are you up or down here? Tass, we'll start with you on, on the Suns' sort of moves here, most notably signing Bull Bull and this idea that Beal will be the point guard. Call me a sicko because these are really intriguing transactions to me. Um, <laughs> yes. These second rounders that they're well, I'm intrigued that the Orlando Magic, who have come nowhere close to the postseason recently, had a guy in Bull Bull performing for them mm-hmm. last year and said, "Nah, we don't want this guy that we're paying two million dollars." I find that interesting. Yeah, what is up with that? Um, is uh, I'm not going to go to the extent that it's a Christian Wood situation, but it sure feels like maybe he wanted a bigger role and wasn't getting it, and that's what happened in Denver to some degree. They let him go or moved him on to Orlando. It's just that that part's strange. So Phoenix, yeah, taking a flyer. Will he play? Yes or no? Maybe not. But uh, he's obviously got a heck of a lot of upside. So that's that's the Phoenix Suns route right now. I also find it interesting they got rid of campaign. 
To save money? Yeah, uh, that's what it was. Matt Ishbia has a line. I didn't think there would be any way Matt Ishbia <laughs> would ever try and save money, but every rich person. There's a reason they they're have, rich. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Hollinger broke it down. They could have waived Payne, but that would have put $2 million on the Suns' books. And with the tax penalties, it would have been like $10 million. So trading him instead turns the $10 million into zero. And doing it this way cost them some cash and a future pick, but it also generated a $6.5 million trade exception that they could use at the deadline, and they could use some of these new second-rounders maybe too to try and improve the roster. I think that's sort of the thinking here in yeah. getting some of them. Yeah, and they can trade their first-round pick at draft day next year. They can get a couple players via trade exception. They've got another yeah. one from the Saric trade. So there's ways. Um, yeah, their team's damn good. How do you feel about Beal? As the starting point guard, Trey? I mean, I guess somebody has to be the starting point guard. And he's had some success as a ball handler. He's got some surprisingly high assist percentages, I think, from his time in Washington after John Wall departed. I don't think he's necessarily a born playmaker, but he's a decent playmaker. Yeah. Very similar to Devin Booker. Like, Devin Booker you don't think of as a playmaker so much as you think of him as a scorer. But Booker does that as well, as does Beal. So I think they're basically just going to be both handling the ball and creating for others, creating for each other. And that's the key to me, is that it's not just going to be a table-setting role, but you need to have actions all the time where two of the three are together and the other guy's on the other side. Maybe it's Kevin Durant on the other side and Beal and Booker are running a a pick-and-roll together. Or maybe it's a down screen from Booker to Kevin Durant. They used to run that with the Orlando Orlando Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder all the time was Westbrook setting screens uh, for Kevin Durant and James Harden handling the ball. So they they got a lot of options, and it's just a designation on a scorecard, really. Yeah, Yeah, to me it's on the defensive end is the... The concern. It's like who's gonna be who's gonna be guarding the best guard on the other team? All these incredible guards in the Western Conference that you see night in, night out. It's like to me it almost has to be Booker has to like Booker's really focus defender. and lock in defensively this year, and maybe he can take a step back uh with the offensive load because you got Beal and obviously if Durant's healthy, but they you know, that that to me you're right, who cares? Point guard, shooting guard, whatever, small four, they all handle the ball, they all score, they all shoot, they all do it all. But defensively, it's like who's gonna take the John Morants? And the Currys and, you know, all those yeah, great guards point. and Fox and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, good point here from the stream team, too. Sure. Nuggets just won without a traditional point guard. It can work. Yeah, from, yeah. From, that's from, definitely true. From definitely Half-Life true. Heroes. They also had Jokic, who yeah. is a point guard. Maybe the greatest passer we've ever seen. <laughs> and a ton of size. That was the other thing. Yeah. Like, Porter's big. Gordon's big. Obviously, Jokic is big. If you're looking at, like, the best defender on the Suns, it's probably Josh Okogie. Yeah. Right? Like... But then you're starting three guys that are six foot four, six foot five, alongside Durant and Aiton, who obviously are you know near seven feet tall. So I don't know. I can see Akogi being an important player for them as their lockdown defender, but that hurts the offense. You just got to hope they make up for it with the other guys. Next one here: the league announced Wednesday that the Nets and the Cavaliers will play in Paris on January 11th, about seven months before the city hosts the 2024 Olympics. This is going to be the third NBA regular season game in Paris. Pistons and Bulls played there last season, but it's Nets-Cavs in Paris in January. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I love it. (laughs) 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 Nothing more, nothing less. That's awesome. Who's going? Anybody going? Lee will be there. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> why? Why Nets Cavs? Why isn't the Spurs? Exactly. Why That's Nets stupid. Cavs? That's dumb. I'm thumbs down. Well, <laughs> fart noise. Uh, France is already behind Wembenyama. They don't need to see him right. again. Send the Timberwolves. Why? Rudy Gobert. Oh, Rudy. They got yeah, an sure. exciting young player yeah, in okay. Anthony Edwards. Okay. I agree. Nets and Cavs is a weird choice. <laughs> Are there international Nets fans? I don't think so. There's barely Brooklyn Nets fans. Oh. (laughs) I think there's lots of Brooklyn Nets fans out there. That's the point of this trip, is to expand the minds of these Parisians and and the French to like other teams. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't just force feed them their French players. They're already watching their French players. You're saying this will sell out regardless. Nets, Cavs, it'll be a... Oh, come on, man. Listen, there is an exciting player on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, there's a couple. Two. Yeah. There's three. <laughs> I think. I think Evan Mobley is exciting. Um, and they got a George Niang. 
That'll be a great introduction. Georges <laughs> Nier. <laughs> That's why they sent him. That's why. That and Carrie Laver. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they got two French guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Lever and Georges. <laughs> <laughs> what about the me. Nets? You got me. <laughs> Let's see how the, the uh, Nets go. <laughs> Let's see how the French guys. French guys. <laughs> Amani Brooks. <laughs> Dorian. These are weird French accents, by the way. No, that was good. All right. Good. Th- all right, thumbs up. Who wants to? We're gonna try. And, I love. We're it. gonna try and push for that. <laughs> I, like I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, final one. Uh, we already had a short on this, but I wanted to slip it in here to the up down report. LeBron James changing his uniform from number six to number twenty three next season, according to Dave McMenamin. Bron chose to change his number back to twenty three out of respect for the late great Bill Russell, because obviously the number six has been. Retired by the rest of the league, but those people that wore number six were sort of grandfathered in. LeBron continued to wear it, but he is going back to 23. Thumbs up or thumbs down on LeBron continuing to change his jersey number. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Why not? Why not? Just change it every now and then. I think he should have never worn six for the Lakers. Apparently, he changed it because Space Jam was coming out. And yeah. He wore number six in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. But he's better in 23. 14 seasons in 23, six seasons in six. Won two titles. I was going to say. In each of them. Yeah. 27, 7, and 7. Basically were his averages <laughs> for each of them. But if you're just looking at his career wearing number 23, LeBron would be 10th all-time in scoring. That's incredible. Wow. 14 seasons, he'd be 10th all-time in scoring, wow. 14th in assists, 90th in rebounds. So, I don't know. I'll still always think of LeBron as 23 and 6 as his heat number. I know he yeah. won one of the Lakers, but that's his Miami number to me. And his U.S. number, right? Yes. Um, yes. I didn't even realize he wore a number in Space Jam. I watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. I just thought he had a jersey. So he was number six is what you're saying in Space Jam? guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it either. I guess it must have been on that jersey, though. Yeah, yeah. James Six. There we go. Well, what number was uh, Bugs? One? Uh, let's see. <laughs> just a carrot. Wasn't somebody a half? Was that uh, little Tweety? Tweety? Yeah. <laughs> Bucks is one, uh, at least in the OG. Yeah, it looks like both. Okay. Uh, let's see. You want to see, you wanna see I'd Tweety? Like to, I'd like to know uh, Tasmanian Devil and, and Tweety. Uh, Tweety, one third. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> Donald Duck looks like a two. And who did you ask? The uh, Tasmanian yes. Devil? Yeah. Uh, the Tasmanian Devil wore an exclamation point. <gasps> That's it. That's, that's, that's it. crazy. That's man. cool. Uh, by the way, I've seen uh, this week. I saw two license plates that said TAS on them. Yeah, I know. They are uh, just TAS. <laughs> well, like TAS and then and numbers. numbers. Oh. No, I, I didn't know that they're you flying had around. Seen them. Huh? Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> really? Oh yes. Haven't you haven't seen them? No. No. Keep your eye out for it. Every task. day. <laughs> Every day I I'm, see a TAS. I'm not gonna be able to not see it now. You watch. That'll help. But you're just saying it's just the random numbers. But yeah, or, that's that, that's the cycle TAS. that they're in right oh. now. Yeah, that's the cycle. That and C U and a letter. Do you know your license plate off the top of your head? Yeah. Because the first four letters of mine are C U N seven. Open I was like, whoa! <laughs> I didn't notice. Laura ordered a custom plate. <laughs> wow. It's cool. JD, do you know yours? Either of your cars? Uh, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, do you ever, uh, do you take a photo of your? Every time. That's I've got smart. like 25 pictures of my life. <laughs> you don't delete your own wrist. I don't delete anything. Everything that's been sent to me on WhatsApp, on all of our little channels and chats, I have in my library right now. <laughs> and you? You know yours? No, I don't. You don't? Yeah. I don't think I know mine. I think I could take a guess, but (laughs) ask me. What do you think you're like? (laughs) I can go outside. I think it's D N Z four two one two. Is that right? I don't. I'm gonna check. I thought you know. I thought you knew. D N Z is pretty cool. Dragon Null Z. That's very impressive. (laughs) All right. Up down report. Uh, Were you guys thumbs up or thumbs down on those? I know you're letting us know on the stream team. Let us know on Twitter at No Dunk Sink. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta clip that. I love it. it. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. 
Whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's end this drop podcast with some rapid fire. Uh, yeah. Tash, you got the cues. Here we go. Draymond Green recently spoke about punching Jordan Poole on the Pat Bev podcast. When's the last time you wanted to punch someone? Skeets. Nah, I'm a lover, man. Uh, <laughs> but I know my wife wanted to punch me this morning. Well, yeah, what did you do? <laughs> we had a little too much fun at the baseball game yesterday, Tess. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a day game, 12-20, first pitch. Mm-hmm. I did the mistake of, yeah, I'll be home by dinner. <laughs> well, <laughs> why did I say that? Why? Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be the case. I knew we were going to go out for dinner. I knew we, then that was going to turn into games. You know, we're playing everything. We played ping pong. We played bagel. We played bowling. bowling. We did everything yesterday. <laughs> also watched a baseball game. But I kept doing the like, yeah, coming home soon. Yep, coming home. Nah. Mm. Way well, too late. I mean, it wasn't super late, but a long day. I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, does anyone know a good divorce lawyer? <laughs> uh, um, but there was that point that we did try and call an Uber. Oh, I got dinged for an Uber charge. Ooh. What happened there? I'm blaming that on you or Grish. I, I was ready to get in an Uber. I was ready to go. The Uber consistently, <laughs> they consistently would assign a new driver. Oh. No one came. It happens at Truist Park every single time. Oh, so we got time. frustrated. We were like, screw this. Let's go bowling. Yeah. yeah. We were one of the worst pickup zones. In the- oh, it is. It's brutal. It's we were, we were going to go. We were ready to yeah. go. We each had a, a, and it happened to each of us. Yeah, because you were going and like it way, would yeah. go from five to oh now someone's coming in thirteen minutes. Oh now someone's coming in twelve minutes. Great. It just never came. Yeah, it's not anyway. our fault. Mm. You okay. hear that, Nora? Danny, not our fault. Uber <laughs> drivers. It's definitely our fault. I said I tried to get home. She said, "You know how stupid you sound." When you- <laughs> I tried to get home. <laughs> I couldn't make it. Uh, Trey, when's the last time you wanted to punch someone? Yeah, I had a tough one with this too. Because when it comes to fight or flight. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> only thing that ever makes me mad enough to want to punch somebody, racking my brain this morning, getting pushed in the back when you're in the air playing basketball. Ooh. A guy named Paul Blythe did it to me in high school, Ooh. wanted to fight him, and a guy named Walt did it to me a few years ago wow. playing at the church. I had some uh, life stuff going on that day as well, so apologies to Walt, but do not push me in the back. <laughs> yeah. I almost went with my answer. Remember the time, uh, was it Chris Black? Yes. Oh, he yeah. uh, stepped under me on a jumper. I thought, you were he, I thought, he, was, I yeah. thought he purposely did it. Yep. Uh, to this day, I'm, I'm friends with Chris, but uh, I w- that was the angriest I've ever been. I remember court. that. I was ready to throw the fuck yep. down. I was like, what? You can't step under a guy. You know, twist my ankle. I'm not friends with Chris. He, he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I said, don't step under. Oh, yeah. oh man. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's good. Okay, JD, you, you're the fighter here. What do yeah, you got? I, I actually struggled with this as well because in my old age, I've gotten less angry, less violent. Mm. Um, so I was staring at my computer as well. And then I glanced up from my computer and there's my fucking dog just looking at me. I wanted to punch him. I just wanted. I never would. I never would. I never would. <laughs> But this guy, uh, he's the worst, man. <laughs> your he's dog such... is so good. I don't understand. You love your one dog and you hate your other dog. And I yeah. don't get it. Because he's just so, he's a sniveler. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's just like, eh. <laughs> And we're outside. Like, it's not like he wants to go outside. 
we're outside. I'm sitting out front. He's leashless. He's he's a great dog yeah. in that sense, but he's just sitting at me going, I'd like to go inside now. <laughs> I just fucking punch just pop him right there. I can punch you, Get Cosmo. Well, that's it, yeah. I never would. Again, I never would, and I would never condone that, but god damn it. Every, like... Trey walked in on me and my wife having an argument today. The dog is like, he's outside in the backyard. It's not that hot yet. And he just, he doesn't even scratch at the door. He just jumps at the door like, let me in. Let me in. It's like, God damn, you're a dog. Just stay in the backyard for two minutes. Outside, yeah. Yeah. It is hot, but. But it wasn't hot. It wasn't hot yet. (laughs) That was the argument you were having with your wife? Yeah. She's like, well, hurry up. And she wanted Jackson to take him for a walk. And it's like, the dog doesn't want to go for a walk. Don't tell him to hurry up because who gives a shit? He's a dog. Again, I would never punch my dog, (laughs) but God damn it. No, no. No, I'd punch you if you punched your dog. Yeah, yeah. And I would deserve it. I would deserve it. Fair enough. I'd punch you for punching my dog. Oh, he calls your dog a sniveler. I like that. He is. He snivels. He's just... Mm. What a great word. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. I definitely mailed these in today. But, uh, hey, when did these go in, by yeah. the way? It was late. It was, late. <laughs> it was about 11 p. I got I, home. I was impressed when I saw them in the morning because I, I didn't know they were going to be there. My wife didn't let me in the bed, so I had to write rapid-fire questions. Uh, next one here. The Thunder Just Waves 17-year veteran Rudy Gay. What were you doing 17 years ago? Yeah, definitely <laughs> Precisely 2000. I even did. I even put 2006 in the bracket. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. So um, this possibly. Yeah, mm. not in July. Well, not did we July. take July off? Oh, you better believe it. It's our in first year. Days. We started podcasting in the 0506 season. Yep. I think we yeah. started in January of 06. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We probably weren't doing it during the summer. No way. Um, definitely not. But I was thinking about the show. I was working on a graphic, probably. Oh, yeah. I guess I was blogging. Yeah, I was probably blogging. Anyway, I was doing this, basically, <laughs> which is goddamn depressing. <laughs> Say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> You're welcome. Trey. Yeah, things were actually a lot different for me in 06. There you go. Spent a lot of time on the internet. <laughs> Bowls there were mid. <laughs> Mission Impossible was in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, same stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same stuff. <laughs> Man. I just I, wore more all-over print t-shirts and sweatshirts, I think. You know, really? like, uh, like a design on all like of it. Like Dan Flashes type shirts? A little Flashes. <laughs> a little bit like a Flashes. Complicated uh, But I will say, um, this was probably at the peak of my wearing shirts that had skulls on it. Mm. <laughs> wow. It's my skulls cool. era. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Did you guys do uh, a, some TC tugging at our meet and greet? <laughs> there was a guy with a TC tugger shirt. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah, it's fun to tug that so shirt. So you said that I had completely forgotten it, but yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a no dunk shirt, like one of the wedgie shirts, maybe the finals one with a with just a TC tugger's wow. yeah bottle it. bottle cap or whatever. Is it more fun to tug someone else's shirt or your own shirt if you had it? TC I think your own, to be honest. Yeah. You were you were doing it to the guy? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't even know take a video of that. <laughs> he, he asked me, so. But yeah, you you have He to. asked you if he, you wanted to tug his shirt. That is right. Uh, <laughs> JD, what were you doing 17 years ago? Yeah, 17 years ago, I was waiting for Lincoln to be born. Rachel was in the hospital. She had been in there for six to seven weeks, uh, and he arrived 10 days later, July 31st. So 10 days from now, Lincoln will be 17 years old. (laughs) It's crazy. He could beat the snot out of us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would not want to mess with him. He's still all into that, yeah? Uh, Or is it cooled down a little bit? It's cooled down. Yeah, he's cooled down. He was very, very into jujitsu. Um But yeah, he's uh, he's moved on. Good, moved on. Yeah, still in the gym though. Still in the gym, Good. two three hours a day. Oh, so yeah. Is he like uh, carbon up and all that? Uh, creatine. <laughs> carbon up. Oh, creatine. I remember taking time. creatine. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, I oh, wouldn't, wouldn't allow that. Yeah. Wouldn't allow that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, you're your oh, dumb dog. A fucking dog. I'm gonna get punched. <laughs> oh, that sniffer. Get in here, All right, final one here. Trey Young said this week that he hopes Quinn Snyder, his new head coach, is his Steve Kerr, the guy that leads him to several championships. Who do you hope is your Steve Kerr? I 
hope you guys got creative with these answers. Skeets, what do you got? Well, I went with a collective for my Steve Kerr. It's you. It's the No Dunks fans. Because mm. our championship, it's 100K on YouTube. That is our LOB. <laughs> and uh, we are slowly making our way there, but we need more of you. So 100K, the No Dunks fans are my Steve Kerr, hopefully. Mm. Okay, they they nice. might let me down. They might let us down. But I believe in you. They won't let us down. Trey. They won't let us down. <laughs> what do you got, Trey? Well, we actually need new No Dunks fans to not let yeah, us down. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's well, or, you know, start second accounts. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm a not good point, it. actually. Yeah. yeah, if you're watching this now, start a second account. <laughs> With the word Steve Kerr in, somehow in your account, well, Dave. So, we'll so we know. We know who sent you. <laughs> I've actually had a Steve Kerr my whole life. Steve yeah. Kirby. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can vividly remember looking at a 1990 Skybox card and being amazed that his name was so close to my dad and that his haircut was so close yeah, to my dad. Yeah, he sort yeah. of has some similar characteristics. Sort of. Yeah. Like back in the day. Right? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. You know, in the early 90s, like a big feathered haircut. Yeah, he's a, cool, a tall white guy. Cool. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. My dad had uh, brown hair, now white, and Steve Kerr had blonde hair, now mostly white. Yeah. Steve Kirby. Very well done. Nice. JD, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I really struggled with this. Yeah, one. I mailed this one in. This was definitely. Uh, <laughs> this was, I mean, the 06. What were you doing in 06? Okay, that's lame. And yeah, this it's one. Fine, it's fine. It's fine. Nice little look back. It was late. Uh, who's a. Uh, me. It's me. I, I'm betting on myself over here, you know? Oh, okay. That's it. Fred Van who, who am I? Who's going to lead me to anything at this point? It's me. <laughs> I got, I'm, the da- I'm the dangerous Skyler. It's me. I really don't have an answer. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you did, you did what you could. You did did. What you Are we too old to get mentors? Yeah, I am. You guys, maybe not. I don't know. What? I don't know. Well, how old are you? You get uh, over 50? Over 50 is like, yeah. you better have your shit together. You, you become a mentor. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you've got yeah. Yeah. Ash. Yeah. you got Ash. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I need That's somebody to cool. take over this shit. And then I can be retired Steve Kerr. Mm. Just playing pickleball every day. <laughs> How did you feel about that pickleball cold open? I liked it better than the one everybody was sending me. Yeah. Uh, your wife sent me that one. This one? Yeah. I didn't think it was that funny. It wasn't, but I had the other one lined up, and I was like, I don't know. This is kind of mean-spirited, so I didn't want mm. you know. Yep. Make fun of pickleball all you want, but... If there's a little streak of meanness in right, it. Right. I, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. You don't need That's that all. energy in your life. I don't need that energy in my life. Yeah. How is the pickleball game? Are you getting better? No, no, I'm getting worse. <laughs> I'm absolutely getting worse. I don't play often enough. Oh, I almost quit the game entirely last time. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Just like that. I went. I entered a ladder league with a bunch of people. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play people who are way better than me, and then I'm going to get better. And all I did was get my ass handed to me, and I, it was literally three hours of hell. Like, of like people, basically, when people start like speaking to you like a child, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. That was all right. That one. And I'm like, you played for months. You don't want to hear that. No, exactly. Exactly. Bless you. And I was stuck there. That was me with Taz bowling last night. He was struggling. He was struggling. Bad lanes. Yeah. Having greased those lanes. things in four years. Bad lanes. Years. He's yeah. the lanes. Put some oil. Oh, like buffing them up. Bad lanes. Yeah. <laughs> bad alleys. Okay. Is everybody else having trouble with the lanes? Or no, just I was testing? okay. I was oh. I mean, we were God. all pretty bad, yeah. but I, won 50, I woke up to $50 in my Venmo account from Grisham. I guess we bet on a bowling game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I won. I was like, sweet. Did he say what it was? Like memo? Like No, memo. but it was bowling. Wow. Like a picture of a bowling ball. <laughs> That's all I said. Anything, you know? yeah. I said an emoji. Uh, did people break a hundred? I no. did. I did. No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. you did. I did. That was oh, then. That was like just. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. We were really. That's bad. embarrassing. Yeah. So the, all this is in the battery. Yeah, we were at some bar, but we were in multiple bars, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that yeah, no, that one had it, that, had it all. Oh, we were. That was downstairs or something. The bago. We were playing ping pong downstairs. and bago in the same place. Yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at all the games. Wow. Oh, I blew. I sucked at Bago last night, Cornhole, for some of you other. I I let you down. 
Yeah. Yeah, we were partners against like kids. What the hell were those kids in that bar? They were like, how is that legal? Wait, what? They were like 15 years old, that one kid. They were stuck there. They couldn't get a new one. That's, what, that's their game. They were ringers. They beat us. Yeah. I, I was on me. That was on my bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's rapid fire. So rapid, isn't it? Um, thanks for uh, joining us here on YouTube. Hit that like button. Uh, create a second account. Then uh, hit that like button again. And make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends. Trying to get to 100K. We got some fun stuff coming tomorrow on YouTube. Like I said, top 20 LeBron memes your boys counting them all down that podcast is available right now a king's reign it's on the athletic nba show feed so you can go listen to it which you should but then you want to check this out on youtube man this is uh this was a lot of fun uh going through some of lebron's best memes so that we will post tomorrow on youtube it's about 30 minutes long and coming up soon in about an hour join us on playback guys the link is is there in the show notes, thanks to uh, either Tass or Trey for that, and uh, you click on that, join the room, and we will go live at 12 p.m. Eastern here uh, on a Friday and uh, open some fan mail. We got, I'm looking at all these boxes over we here. We've been looking at them forever, mm-hmm. ready to get into them. So uh, join us then, guys. Thanks for joining us here. We will uh, probably have an Is This Good in the feed early next yes. week. I jumped on with Matty O. We're going to do like a little summer series where it's going to go up and is this good. It's also going to go in the No Dunks feed, but we'll have some NBA podcasts for you uh, later next week as well. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, don't punch anyone. Brace the weekend, people.